welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast for another day. A look at what's been happening on the world of cycling. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, and of course, subscribe to this podcast on our website, yes, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a rise with our friends at Zwift. Zwift. Uh, we're another day, another day, another blister. Not so much for us, but certainly for the riders around the world. We saw a few crashes, Ooh, yeah. not just in the Giro d'Italia, but uh, up in Belgium as well. Plenty of good things are as well. So, yeah, Let's I'm looking forward on. to this one. We've got some good stuff to get into. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, we have a, a French winner. That's why I'm a bit, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't you're, be flustered. You're getting because... a little, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, let's come on. Let's talk about it. And then I'll. I'll I shouldn't be flustered. That's his fourth win. I'll sledge you a bit after. Yeah, fourth victory. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah jokes aside, it's massive. First time a Frenchman's won four in the Giro since when? Yeah, uh, Ino, Bernard Ino, 1982. 82, yeah. And Ino, incidentally, went on to win uh, that Giro d'Italia. He also just went on to win the Tour de France, yeah, as you do, this, yeah. just in the same year. And incidentally, just a sidestep, I'll just, I'll just jump into that. Michael Wilson, a man from Tasmania, if you haven't heard of him, check him out. He won a stage in the 1982 Giro d'Italia. Uh, it's on YouTube, actually. Yeah. And the guys that he beats, it's phenomenal. It's, well, the guy was a legend. Well, Ino was He's one of my heroes. Ino was in that bunch. Yeah, <laughs> L'Enfignon, yeah, yeah. Moser. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to preempt. Not confirmed, but I'm going to try and get Michael. Because uh, you know him. As our guest. Yeah, he uh, lives down in Tassie. He's a Tassie man. Still rides his bike pretty damn well, by yeah. the way, too. Okay. Yeah. So go. Arnaud Demar won his fourth stage. Uh, this is what he had to say uh, straight after uh, the, the stage. Uh, you happy with that quote? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like to thank the team. Boys yeah. rode well. Yep, yeah, four in the can. Thank you. No Thanks problem. Yeah. So there's Jean Pierre and I that probably can understand this. <laughs> go, go. You give the official uh, translation. But basically, he's saying today was the perfect sprint. Hats off to uh, everyone in the team. He said, I've got a uh, team. Uh, Teammates that believe it to the end, uh, the work has paid off, and today we just recall, you know, p- picking up the fruits. Would you say this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Picking yeah, up the yeah, fruits yeah. Of, of, of our work. Uh, we were, we came here to win stages, but we would, could not imagine us coming back with four stages. I mean, okay, I'm happy about it, but on the grand scale of thing, it's actually. A big performance. Yeah, it, it, no, it's huge. And it's his 14th win of the season. So he is the most successful rider in terms of victories for the year. He's won the most. I mean, you think back a couple of years ago when Viviani, I think he had 17 or 18 victories. So, yeah, it's huge. He won His first win was Milan-Torino. Yeah. So, no, no, Demar is the sprinter of – it's a shame he didn't go to the tour. Well, that's, a good, the only, a good, that's the only thing, isn't it? There's a good comment here from uh, Kuji Fisken. Uh, is Demar better and faster than Caleb? Should we – I mean, that would have been great to see this with both of them on that I'm, level of form at the Tour de Yeah, Tour. and Caleb rode Milan-Torino. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't in TDF – form yeah. then he wasn't planning on being in that sort of form but yeah they, they haven't got to race against each other too much this year yeah. so it's a bit of a pity really yeah it would have been good 
too hard, too hard to make that judgment, I think. Uh, let's celebrate them both. And we'll get to it in a sec, but Caleb won overnight as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's, it's really hard to, to, say, to say who is the, the fastest or not. Uh, we still have Almeida in pink. I was going to say yellow. No, he's in pink. <laughs> yeah. In pink. <laughs> he's, he is amazing. 22 years of age. Yeah. We thought last year was the... Uh, was the year of the young rider. This year is the year of the even younger yeah, rider. Absolutely. Pogaccia winning the tour. Almeida, he won't win the Giro d'Italia, but say I'll say that and I'll have to eat my uh, eat my words by yeah. the end of the race. I hope so. I don't think it'd be fantastic. But for Portuguese cycling, it's, absolutely. it's huge. Uh, let's have a listen to him, actually. There was a, during the race day, uh, but he contemplates how good he's been within his team and to have the, the, the pink on his shoulders and uh, with his family as well. That's uh, Joe Almeida, the leader of the Giro. Yeah, for sure. I had never expected to to have this jersey for so long. Even one one time would <laughs> be a dream and that yeah now it's it's not a dream anymore. I'm still it's still a dream but <laughs> yeah it's been really good and I'm really thankful to to the team for it. We've known there's been quite a big reaction back in Portugal. Have you spoke to your family and your friends much? Yeah I speak with my family every day mm. and yeah they have been quite crazy. <laughs> Yeah, they, they just do like uh, pink things, like they use just a pink shirt or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they're happy for me. What's your relationship with Italy? Have you raced here a lot before this? Yeah, I raced here yeah, since I was first year under 23. Mm -hmm. So the last four or five, four years, yeah, I've been racing here. I really like to, to race here, the bunch is always strong. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is just another level. <laughs> That room is way too tidy for a 22 year old. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It looks like it did look that. Yeah. Well, he, he's a he's a he's but 22 got, his, year old, got his ducks lined up, yeah. hasn't he? 22 year old in pink after race day. You know, uh, we've been saying this, but how far can he bring this pink uh, jersey? I reckon tonight is going to be a very big challenge. We'll talk about the, the stage, mm. but tonight will be a tough one for him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it could be similar to two days ago when Sagan won and. Yeah. Maybe maybe not quite as hard, but there are a few climbs. But also the TT hit, the first of yeah. the next two individuals, it comes up in three days' time. Yeah. To me, that's where he'll lose it. Okay. He, he could lose it tonight, but I think he'll hang on. I think it'll be the TT. So Saturday. Yeah. It's not but a bad it's, stint. It's already a good stint. It's but a pretty good stint. Remember what, uh, what was said yesterday with Jai. Uh, Jai Hindley said they're very happy with not being so close from the jersey oh, want and not have it. Yeah. Not have it just yet. Yeah. Do you think that's, you know, oh, it's... but are they targeting it over they, the weekend? They want it eventually. Yeah, they want it eventually, but not, he's right. And the other interesting thing I heard was Jai said, the boys did a great job. This is sort of off, off the team quotes uh, from the team, I should say directly. Jai said, fantastic. The guys did a great job looking after Wilco and myself. So they are protecting him as a plan B. Yeah. He's seventh overall. Yeah. And as each day goes on, and Jai Hindley can climb. Jai Hindley can climb yeah, and yeah. he can time trial pretty good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, protection, talking about protection, uh, you need a bit of protection in a Giro these days. Uh, with that crash yesterday with Viviani, it's been taken up by a, by a motorbike. Oh, uh, here like, we go again. We know it's happening in every Grand Tour. There's yeah. some stuff happening. I don't know. If I'm the devil's advocate, I would go, it's happening a lot at the Giro, it though. Was, it was, no? Yeah, it was 20, 25 kilometers, I think, to go. Yeah. It was on a tricky roundabout. The motorbike just shouldn't have been in the middle of the peloton. Yeah. And in fact, it was two motorbikes. It was one that caused the crash, but there were two. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and you're dead right. 
it happened. It's not just the Giro. We, so we're not trying to just you no. know ear bash the Giro d'Italia. Of course, the Tour de France with the the France TV car that took the break yeah. break out. I mean, I think they sort of said back then, "Gee, this is happening a bit everywhere. We're gonna we're gonna make a real big statement. Yeah. Let's just take the whole break out." What motorbike? With your car. <laughs> no, we're joking, but that's bad. we're joking. Yeah, and and all the riders actually were okay, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's just another thing. It's another yeah. thing. It's kind of like every odd day. There's something. If it's not a dog, it's a stray dog. Uh, it, um, look, it's it's. And, I'm waiting and, for the day we get a giraffe or something. something <laughs> hey, there's been a there was a there was a, a pony ran out in you know, I'm not joking. I was I actually raced this edition and this isn't the first time. A pony ran out at Ghent Wevelgem, took out, knocked off Eric Zabel, the great German sprinter. His son Rick is riding the Giro. A pony. Sorry. Took him out. It's true. Like you're like, hang on. We we can't make this up. It's actually happening. And you know, like I love I love tennis as well. But <laughs> Like, you only get this at cycling. There's I know, I know. Get this. <laughs> and it's sort of like you hold your breath and go, and now that I'm on the other side of the fence, I hold my breath and go, if everyone's okay, gee, this is going to be a great story. This is going to be such a good story. <laughs> but anyway, Viviani was okay. He made, he was, he, made it he was a bit frustrated though, yeah. and he was giving a big finger point to the guy on the motorbike, yeah. which is fair fair enough too. Um, the, the DS wasn't too happy as well. I'll tell you what. No, no, he wouldn't be. Uh, and of course, yeah, because it's been a frustrating time as well for. He's had a tough Coffey year. Yeah. He's had a tough year, and for Coffiners this year, I actually feel for them because yeah. they've they've been building for a couple of years now to really try and you know actually get back to where they were mm-hmm. quite a long time ago and they just haven't they have just haven't quite delivered it this year yeah, have yeah, they absolutely. tough year to do it um all the same and owen says uh it was a three-legged motorbike which is true there are two wheels at the front but hey it's the giro <laughs> it's the giro story yeah it could be four wheels five wheels <laughs> yep <It's, laughs> it wouldn't matter Anyway, uh, uh, so but that, that was that was the a, a story in itself. It was, um, it was. Anything memorable again from yesterday? Well, there's well? a couple of little stats. Just uh, Sagan was second yeah. again, again. So just some stats on Peter Sagan, right? He's won 17 Grand Tour stages. Of course, he won a couple of days ago. First one for him in the Giro. Second place in Grand Tour stages, 32 times. Sure. 32, and he's had 17 third place. That's how good Sagan yeah. is. I'm sure he'd wish he could switch that table from the second place, you know, almost double Yeah, uh, uh, of the victories that he's had. you would switch, you know, all those numbers for just a few more wins? I'd, the thing is, he can't win too much more, can he? He's won, he's won three world titles. He's won a few monuments. He's he's done a lot. Yeah, he's sure. won the green jersey, what, seven times? So uh, that was that. And now with the points classification, DeMar extends once again. He's got a 36-point advantage, but that can be switched very quickly in a couple yeah. of days. We saw Sagan close yeah. that gap massively on the day he won. So this with the, with the stages to come, like tonight's stage, so Garn again, I think it's a stage yeah. actually set up for him again. Absolutely. We'll have a look uh, mm. uh, at this in a second. There's, a, there's another question here uh, about sprinters. You know, what, you know, is there any difference between a Grand Tour sprinter and a one-day specialty sprinter or a sprinter is a sprinter? Sprinter is a sprinter. Is a sprinter. No, a sprinter is a sprinter. Sagan so is a unique sprinter. He's not the purest like Demar, like Caleb Ewan. Uh, so he he's different in himself but Sagan sprints just like he does in a one-day race if you like so a sprinter is a sprinter yeah yeah okay let's have a look at the the stage in uh, the Giro tonight uh so it's uh, it's a loop uh we're going from um correct my Italian if I'm wrong but Senat- Cessanatico. 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 yeah uh 
Birth Town of? Yeah, the late, great Marco Pantani. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there is actually... I'll never forget the name of that town okay. for that reason. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually apparently I've never been there, as you know, because I never stepped foot uh, stop in Italy or uh, just a little bit just, to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to go shopping. Uh, but anyway, that's a different story. But uh, it, apparently, there's a fantastic new museum dedicated to uh, to Pantani in the town. Oh well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, what? so they, they're still on the coastline. Yeah, but it is start and finish in the town, and it's one big loop. 200 and something odd kilometers and just lumpy, lumpy, you know. It's so basically, enough they go, times to, I think, cause some damage. So basically, there's the first 70k that are relatively flat. And then after that, it's up and down and up and down and up and down to the, to the finish. But the last climb is at 30k. The last half yeah, climb is at 30k from the finish. I think it's too far for anyone to go solo, I okay. think. But it's not too far for a break to, to stay away. But I think a break will win the day. Okay. So I'm talking a break that will go early, and I think that breakaway will stay away. But a break without any GC, because we won't see any. No, can't be GC. GC. Can't so, be GC, guys. Yeah. You... But you know the little the little curly one that's thrown in Which for one? good measure. Yeah. There is a strong prediction of storms yeah. and a lot of rain. We're and not heavy talking. Rain. Yeah, we're not talking a sprinkle. Yeah. Big prediction for a lot of rain. So that will change it. Look at two days ago when Sagan won. Yes, they went early. But the weather at the end switched things up. There was yeah. mechanicals. Full Sang lost a minute thirty. Pots of Evo had a mechanical. He got him. He, he got himself back. But this will make it a bit of a chaotic finale, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then it seems to be rain every odd days. And now, well, the Giro gets that. It's surprising. It, it gets well, it a lot more get, than the Vuelta. We get a dog, and we get rain, and we get motorbike, a motorbike. Yeah, and there's, rain there's, again. there's something. There's always something. Talking yeah. of weather, we promised you uh, the Stelvio Cam. Uh, because the Stelvio is coming in the next few days. Uh, this is the Stelvio right now. Um, Check it out. That's right now. Right now, well, it's that, middle of the night. Yeah, that was yeah there it maybe is. Maybe an hour or so ago when I when I picked it up. But that's that's pretty much that is. So that's the summit. If you can see it on your screens, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is the actual summit of the road. Normally, so they, that's where they have the stage finish. If it is a summit finish, there's a bit of snow. There's a bit of snow, and then in the background there, you can see even more. So, yeah. but they don't. They race over it and down the other side. Okay. So the tricky. It's actually. It's going to make it logistically a little bit trickier for them because if there's snow going up, there's enough to clear the road. Yeah. And they can go beauty, summit, finish, but they've got to descend the other side. So they've got to make sure the road isn't icy down the other side. Otherwise, they will they will either stop it at the top or they will or, – well, it's, or it's got to be safe going down yeah. the other side. Do you, do you think the teams are already eyeing at what's going on? Are they asking questions about the quality of what's going to be – at the stage view on those, not necessarily well, totally. View, I mean, those stages we, we heard when we heard from Jai what yesterday or two days ago, yeah. and he was already saying, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So, there, I would imagine their directors, etc., are already asking the questions, yeah. and they'd be getting daily updates, I would think, because they've got to think about their strategy. And also, if the race organization suddenly calls in the morning and says, right, we're finishing at the top of the Stelvio, yeah, you're taking out a very Big chunk. Yes, it's downhill and then another little climb to the finish, but that can change the whole yeah. how you will race the stage. So does that change the tactics? 100%. Totally? Yeah, yeah, not not totally, but it ab absolutely changes Not totally, it. but 100%. Well, it Explain makes it 100% the tactics will be changed marginally. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being <laughs> I know, I was about to give you one in the ribs then. Um, but no, no, you've, you're going to rethink what you're doing. It means there's less kilometres in the day. Yeah. Do you suddenly put a rider in the brake because you want that rider 
you know, ahead of your team leader at the base of the climb so he can help, you know, up yep. halfway up the Stelvio or something like that. So there's a lot. Yeah, there's little things to consider. So, can they neutralize? There's a question here. Can they neutralize and going down? So they neutralize at some point, and the the the, the descent is neutralized. Actually, yeah, good question. Look, a few years ago, I can't tell you exactly what year. It was a year Nato Quintana won yeah. the Giro d'Italia. So what, thirteen, fourteen? I could be wrong. They went over. It was either the Gavia or the Stelvio. In fact, I'm pretty sure. Snowing at the top. There was all this confusion, and Quintana went for it. He had a small gap on the chase, yeah. which was Rigoberto Uran, and he was handling the cold weather really mm -hmm. well, and he gassed it down the other side, Quintana. He basically put the brakes in the back pocket. Rigoberto Uran and the chase group thought that it was neutralized, and it wasn't. And Quintana went on. I'm not sure he won the stage, but he went on to take the Mariorosa, and he basically wasn't caught. I think he won the race... Uh, from that stage okay. to the end. So let's this hope they don't right. make that same mistake. Okay. Whatever whatever decision they make, it has to be clear and precise and they've got to give the teams and the riders enough time mm -hmm. to know, right, this is what's happening. Okay. Unless you have a crazy snowstorm like we had like in the, we France, the front, yeah, absolutely. where that was completely came in within, what, a matter of 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, mudslides, the whole works. Uh, just, uh, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else on the stage? Oh, I think we've covered the lot. The GC pretty much unchanged. Yeah. It was it was frenetic at the end, but you know most of the stage was a day for the sprinters. We knew that, and again, Demar was convincing. Absolutely. Uh, let's catch up with uh, an Aussie that has left the the, the Giro. Uh, the whole team was uh, taken out because one of the riders was detected with a uh, or positive to COVID. It's Chris Harper from yeah. Jumbo Visma. Do you like Chris Harper? Yeah. Look, he's. I think he's a great story. He's been a really strong domestic rider, yeah. a domestic rider, I should say, in Australia. Yeah, uh, no, meddling domestic, at, domestic yeah, rider. yeah, yeah, domestic rider. And he was sort of, it was overdue for him to turn pro and make it to the world tour. Yeah. So it's been a journey for him to make it and to make it into a really strong team in Yama Visma. So, but we did catch up with him, you're right. And uh, I'm really disappointed for him, um, yeah. just on an individual performance, uh, not to get through this whole Giro. But uh, yeah. You, we'll see what he uh, has to say. Yeah, let's listen to him. Chris Harper from Yombo Visma after the team was taken out of the race. Yeah, so a bit of a weird grand tour for me, obviously not making the the full 21 days, only getting to the first rest day. So it's a weird experience in a way, not, not continuing and finishing the whole race. But uh, I think as a team, we had a really good nine days and uh, I really enjoyed the nine days and learned a lot still. So... A lot of things to take away and uh, work on for next season. What's for you the difference between a, a Grand Tour and a, and a normal stage race? Uh, I think a lot of it's just the mental focus, having day in day out, knowing you've got you know pretty tough stages uh, back to back, and yeah, just the just the length of it really. A stage race you might normally do five days, whereas here you not getting a rest day until uh, day 10. So I think it's just the accumulation of uh, mental and physical fatigue. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine that for the cycling fans in Australia, it's been a, a, quite a blow this, uh, this Giro d'Italia because yes, a lot of Australians were involved in the, in the, in the, in the positive uh, COVID cases. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mitchelton Scott obviously has a, 
well at this at this race they had a really strong uh, strong team of Australians and Lucas Hamilton was uh, riding really well before the rest day as well so it would have been great to see how he would have gone into the third week I think he would have only got stronger from from where he was but yeah I think the priority is always uh, gonna be the the health and safety of of people within the race and uh, I mean the good thing for uh, Australian fans of the sport, I guess, was uh, Richie Port being on the podium at the Tour de France and uh, Caleb Ewan winning some stages. So it's not all not all been a bad year. That was uh, Chris Harper from uh, Jumbo Visma in a very Italian setting. You know, you got magnificent, magnificent vista. With a barbed wire fence. And a barbed wire fence. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I couldn't help but notice that they've got him locked in the cage. <laughs> or, or, the, or behind him is locked in the cage. I'm not sure. No, but good insight from him because he yeah. wants to go back to Australia. He's from South Australia, isn't he? Yeah, he's South Aussie. Um, yeah, just interesting on that. And we, we'll, we'll digress into Scalapri shortly. Yep. But Caleb Ewan is staying. He's going to stay in okay. Monaco, he decided. He's not coming back. So no, nah, just because of... Him yeah, and he's concerned about getting back out of Australia. Yeah. So it's interesting riders are choosing to do different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think the team are involved in this, uh, making that decision? Maybe, is, maybe not. I mean, Caleb's, his wife, is she, she's due. Yeah, she, yeah she's yeah. due with her yeah. second uh, child. They've already got one young yeah. young child. Uh, so I guess in some ways it's easier for them. They've, they've got a house. They've got a place yeah. in Monaco. Yeah. The weather, as he said, isn't... You know, it doesn't get too bad down there in yeah. winter, does it? So, yeah. So I think if you've got your family here, yeah. it's easier to stay. If you're single and you've got family at home, um, you know, you sort of think, okay, I can get home. And plus summer, the good weather. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Talking of uh, which, uh, of him, uh, Caleb, yeah. great success overnight. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, in Scheldepre, yeah, yeah. This classic one-day Belgian race. And uh, we got this official tweet here that says after 18 years, another Aussie pops up the champagne on the podium. Yeah. So 18 years ago, that was Robbie McEwen. Robbie yeah, McEwen, and Robbie McEwen, Robbie. he won a few editions of this race. Yeah. It it's really that that semi-classic built for the sprinters. Yeah. Um, that sort of race. So good test and a good one, good one for the sprinters to sort of notch up. Yeah. Uh, because it's got a pretty illustrious uh honor roll. Crushing the finish though. Yes, yeah, yeah. The Bora Hansgrohe rider, apparently, allegedly, I've looked at the vision, I've rewatched it. We're we're not allowed to show you, unfortunately, yep. but you you can't you'll you'll find it on the on the social media channels. Pascal Ackerman, he was DQ'd. It to me, it does look like he shifts across and he takes out the rider's oh, wheel. He definitely does shift. Why does he shift? It's a, His it's director sport if says no. He thinks his wheel was hit. I, I think I tend to disagree. I think it was a fair call. Yeah. But in the aftermath of it, the nice thing you see is Ackerman's teammate, one of his teammates, actually gets off his bike right there, goes back and checks on this rider straight away. Yeah. He was okay, a little bit concussed, but I just I think since that crash in Poland, yeah, um, with um, Fabio Jakobsen, yeah. I just think the riders are starting to think a bit more about their actions and and actually well, the well-being of each other, which yeah. is not that they weren't, but I just think that. I think it knocked the wind out of a lot of people. Not yeah, just yeah, the absolutely. riders, but a lot of us in the And industry. actually the reset in 2021 will be very interesting mm. in that matter. Yeah. Hey, what's this, by the way? You know what it is. It's the uh, it's my it's my only trophy. So uh, I, I bring my <laughs> big cup in yesterday and you just saw it, you wanted to steal a but can we use it? We can't. Like, oh, no, no, the camera's fully zoomed in. Yeah, well, but yeah, it's too small. We, yeah, no, 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 it's yeah, too small. No, 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 it's too, yeah. yeah well, it's I can just see it. No, it's, it we I'm, know. I'm taking the mickey because it's part of mine as well. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, if sacking is a team sport, then there's yeah. a leader and then there's a domestic. <laughs> so this is the award-winning trophy from the podcast. Now, is that, what's happening with the awards this year? We've, last year we got we so flown up to Sydney. Last, last we year we won in the this. Glory. Uh, this is the Australian Podcast Award for Best Sports Podcast of the Year, which was awesome. And then yes, we have entered the competition again. So we're in uh, this year. We're in twice as well for uh, for two entries as well. So uh, let's cross fingers. Uh, let's hope that we can win. And they'll they'll obviously we we probably won't get to go to Sydney. So I they'll think, just send us the award. Uh, we'd have to win it first. Right, <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, it's four gone. It's four gone. <laughs> but yeah, let's. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't start slamming me. I'm but I've got two trophies in my life. I've got this and probably a 50 meters breaststroke. Oh, no, that's pretty good because breaststroke's hard. If it was freestyle, I'd say ah, nothing. It's no, not worth anything. 50 meters breaststroke. Like, who the hell does breaststroke anyway? Seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, anything else? <laughs> I. Don't think so. No, I was looking looking through my notes here. They're no. all over the place actually yeah, today. I, think, I must yeah. say, I've put them all out of order. Hey, he's the Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm following suit. I'm following suit. Crazy year, crazy race, crazy things happening. Uh, well, one other thing. Let's just tease everyone a little bit. We already have Flanders. Yeah, Flanders is coming. It's yeah. on. It's happening this Sunday. And you know what's cool. Because they're asking, Flanders is asking the fans to stay home. Yeah, yeah. And then develop some fan kits which you can buy on their website, which I thought is really cool because you yeah. get the cap of your team you want. There's a couple of beers, there's a couple of food stuff, and then you know what I'm doing to do. You know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I and, want and I'll just, I'll one. just prep. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll get onto Scotty Sunderland. Yeah, I'll get onto our good mate, mate Scotty. If you're listening, just. Yeah. In the post, mate. <laughs> They'll probably arrive before next year's edition. Yeah. <laughs> but no, as, a, as an artifact, it's cool to sort of try to push the fans not to go because we don't want the fans to be side road. They don't want the fans to be on, on side road. Yeah, and just to give you a, an insight, everybody listening and watching, Ronde van Vlaanderen, Tour of Flanders, in Flanders, the region, it's like a province, it's like a state of Australia. It is like the Melbourne Cup for people in, yeah, in the state huge. or even the country Pretty much the nation stops to watch that race yeah. all day. It's a bit like the old um, Bathurst, you know, the uh, Bathurst yeah. 1000. You know, you sit around, you have the TV going for five hours all day, you have barbecues, you have a party. That's what Flanders is like. So yeah. in a pretty, you know, a bit of a dire time, I think we keep saying it, we don't want to keep harping on about it, but it is a tough time in Europe at the moment. These sort of events are just Absolutely. really good for the for the public. And Pod is asking, is Flanders... On SBS, yes, it is. It is men and women, men and women, or women and men actually. They're yeah, older, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, back to back to back, so it's going to be a great night. Yeah, hashtag Coach Peloton, and then get get your you know your Belgian fin as well. If you can't get a pack from a from the actual race, make your own. You know, yeah, and, your own. let's make your own. Yeah, yeah, you do it. I tell you what, I've got <laughs> this this American friend who I met a few years ago on a trip. He was mad. He came on a Flanders trip that I used to run, yeah. and. Uh, he was mad, absolutely mad for Flanders. Uh-huh. And each year, in, in I think he's, he lives in Colorado, just outside of Denver or somewhere around there, he literally dresses up his house. <laughs> like, like you know, houses, they dress up for Christmas? Yeah. He dresses his house up for Flanders. Can you imagine? And he reckons his neighbours are like, what is dude, what is this all about? <laughs> you know, the, big, the lion of Flanders, everything. And I've seen pictures. So to some people, it is, you know, the real hardcore fans, this is one of the biggest one-day races yeah. of the year, so Mulfrit it's going to be good. Mulfrit oh, and beer. Yeah. Paul is right. Mulfrit yeah. and beer. That's I've got what the it is. I've got the Leffer, <laughs> I've got the Leffer combo blonde and brown beers. 
I've ordered a box and they're turning up. So I'm hoping yeah, they'll be there. So I don't know if Dan Andrews allows me to go to your house, but I'm not sure. I'll send you. <laughs> I'll bring a couple in. Don't worry. We'll meet halfway. Anyway, thank you for joining us. That's another edition of, uh, of the podcast for today. It was good. It was good. We'll Next look podcast. forward to tonight. Yeah. And oh, it's going to be a big stage tonight. Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, and of course, subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Next episode, same place, same time tomorrow. Bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.